Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number 56, for March 3rd, 2011. Hi, I'm your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guests are Brandy Walsh and Beth Hickey, at Local Lily. This week's episode is brought to you by Interactly. Interactly takes the guesswork out of mastermind group creation. You can get paired up with entrepreneurs, office folks, CEOs, whoever you need in order to benefit you and your career. We can hook you up with them. So head on over to interact.ly to get started today. My guest today happened to be some of the people who I was extremely fortunate to meet over at Ignite Phoenix number nine, where I was a presenter. Their names are Beth Hickey and Brandy Walsh. They are the co-founders behind Local Lily. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I would love to kind of start, you know, is kind of start this interview with, which I start all of my interviews with, is just a quick little, you know, minute or two minute kind of description of, you know, who you guys are. Local Lily is an inspired living blog that features the very best of Arizona's local businesses and culture. So if people in Arizona are looking for exceptional places to eat, to shop, things to do, places to expose themselves to the very best that Arizona has to offer, we can find that on locallily.com. You guys are doing something that's, that's uh, pretty interesting there. And uh, I mean, where did the initial idea for the, the, the blog come from? Well, um, I've had the opportunity to live in lots of different communities and cultures around the United States. And Beth studied um, uh, all over Europe. And we really love the neighborhood and the local businesses and the access to really special experiences that you get when you're away. Mm -hmm. And we wanted more of that at home. Um, and what we found was is that we were looking for one resource that could tell us this is where the best boutiques are. I've been there. I tried it. I liked it. Um, this is where you can find the best burgers. This is where you can find the best um, eco-friendly stores or yoga workshops. And uh, after doing some looking, we found that there are some great resources for locally owned businesses, but not one that had a... Um, sort of a, a cultivated list or a curated list of these sorts of things. So we decided to start one. Gotcha. And, and when did all this get started for you guys? Because when I spoke with you at Ignite Phoenix, it sounded like you guys had some steam and some momentum already behind the site. Yes, actually. Our uh, local Lily's first birthday will be June of this year. Wow, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. So, I mean, you know... Now that you guys have got this initial momentum, I mean, what are you guys seeing that, that your audience is, is really kind of craving? There's definitely a trend right now toward healthy living. Obviously, the local movement has gained a lot of speed on its own. We all recognize that we want to create a stronger, stronger community, um, get to know our neighbors more. Mm -hmm. um, by, by visiting these local businesses, you know, you increase that sense of having a family and having friends and people knowing your name. But not only that, um, people are really craving, I think in Arizona, access to more culture or knowing where some of the great 
art and architecture is in Arizona. We live in one of the most beautiful states in the country. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny thing, Arizonans, and, and I'm guilty of it too, I have to admit, uh, up until, you know, local Lily, we tend to stay just in our own little neighborhood and, and don't necessarily stretch our legs and get to other parts of town. There's fantastic artists and fantastic jewelry designers, clothing designers, chefs, um, chefs Music events. all over the state. It's from northern through southern Arizona, east and west. Mm-hmm. But if you don't leave the five-minute radius of your house, you're never going to go. And I think people are concerned. I only have so much time. I only have so much um, discretionary income. Mm-hmm. How can I make the most of that? I, I'm, I, you know, I think they have concerns about driving outside of their bubble. So what we do is we only, um, recommend and share experiences that, uh, we have tried and mm-hmm. find are fantastic. Um, so that, you know, when you go to the site, you're able to draw from a resource of, um, you know, tried and proven, places and experiences. One of the other things, um, to go back to the, what draws people to the site is, as Beth said, it's, um, it's community, it's collaborative projects, it's cooperative projects, um, things that bring people back to sourcing their food locally through community serve, uh, community supported agriculture, CSAs, community supported agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, the farmer's markets are growing, um, all over the state, yeah. things like um, local motors, where it's a uh, cooperative of building a concept car. I mean, these are things that are interesting to our readers of all ages. Kids love it. Dads love it. Moms love it. Grandpas love it. Um, and it's a unique opportunity that unless you're spending the time to dig and go and find these things, you would never know about. Yeah, and for firsthand experience, I mean, you know, having lived in Arizona for eight years, all things said and done, um, you know, I definitely fell prey to that for the vast majority of it, right? I mean, you know, when I was in college and even after college, when I had moved up to North Scottsdale, I was literally living inside that five-minute bubble that you guys were talking about, including my work and and my apartment and everything else. So, I mean, I know firsthand that, it, you know, until I got really involved with the social media community and the internet community based in Phoenix, I was very much that way. And it very much affected my view of Arizona and what it had to offer people. So, you know, I personally understood, and this is why I think that you guys and I really kind of hit, off, hit it off as we were walking over to the after party. Um, you know, the fact that, that you guys are doing something that has this great innate value and that has the ability to really kind of be, a, as you guys said, a curator of great experiences. And I think that that's something is, is so necessary because with the major players out there, the things like the Yelps and, and the other platforms that recommend places to go, um, or they're based off of community interaction, I, I don't know if I can trust them. I don't know if I have similar tastes as them. With you guys, I can learn to expect what you guys like and what you don't like and how that can kind of compare against what I, I dig. So we, we try to set a, we try to set a, a baseline expectation. So for instance, over the holidays, we did a series called the 20 spot, which focused on businesses and that we hope to expand into restaurants as well. But you can go do your holiday shopping at these independent boutiques and booksellers, knowing that this is what you can get 
at and around $20. I think people automatically assume that if it's not big box or retail that they're going to pay more Mm -hmm. or they're going to have diminished quality, and that's absolutely not the case. There's so many restaurants that you can go to that aren't chains that you can go and you can get two entrees for about $20, but people would rather stop in for you know, the mass advertised happy hour because they're concerned, what's the price point going to be? What's the menu going to be like? And it's out of convenience. So we go there and we set that expectation and it lets people have a little more security that it's worth the drive. It's worth the time. It's worth the money to go check it out. And now they have a new favorite that they can then in turn share with their friends. Absolutely. And, and one of the big things that I think that so many people discount in, in all of this is or just completely forget about is when you go to those major chains, you're buying marketing and brand as much as you are buying you know, service or product. Um, and that's a big problem that I, I think a lot of people don't understand that you can because there are no huge million dollar marketing budgets for some of these smaller restaurants and service providers and, pro- and product producers, um, their prices can be incredibly competitive. Absolutely. And on a, on a bigger level, as far as our responsibility to our community and to our state, to our economy, um, keeping our money local has a huge impact. And as we all know, Arizona isn't doing so hot. <laughs> there, there's a need for us to do what we can to keep our money in our community and keep it recirculating. And by visiting these local shops, and having the anticipation that they're going to be great, you're going to have a great experience, you know what you're going to spend, it keeps the money, it strengthens our community, it makes our schools better, it makes our roads cleaner and less bumpy, it, it, it keeps our parks and our libraries open. And I think all of us who are living in Arizona, whether you're raising a family, you're single, you're retiring here, we want to increase the value of the place around us and help to help in the recovery. And that's really, it comes down to you and I as citizens to take on that responsibility and contribute what we can. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and it's one of these things where, you know, one of the first things that I think I said in probably the first 20 minutes of talking with you guys was, okay, what's the expansion plan, right? Because this, this makes sense in so many different ways and it can target so many different communities. And I know that it's way too early in a lot of respects to have that conversation and especially to have it here publicly. But it just, it, to me, it just makes sense that if you guys could find the right people that you could make these types of, of moves very, very quickly and help people understand exactly what you guys are talking about, not just in Arizona, but in, in you know, many different areas inside of the states. I, I think that it really has that kind of potential brand value. Well, thank you. One of the things that we're looking to do immediately is to build an interactive map into the site so that you can actually um, search for pet shops or pizza or florists, and it will come up with, um, you know, based on your location um, or your location of choice, it will give you a visual map of locally recommended businesses. Okay. And we would like to um, parlay that into an app uh, as sooner rather than later so that you have that information on the go. So if you're in business or you're meeting friends in a different part of town, you can you know easily bring up, hey, where should we meet for cocktails? Where should we meet for coffee? Sure. Um, and be able to go discover different neighborhoods that are outside of your five-minute bubble. Gotcha. Well, okay, I, I have to ask now, you know, what is, because we've been talking about all these kind of hypothetical, you know, theoretical, where, you know, the best place to go kind of, of 
you know, we've been talking around the issue, but not actually talking at it. <laughs> so where is the best place that you guys have found that you personally have just absolutely loved in the process of, you know, producing these kind of curated results? Well, I mean, there's the really, give, give me a restaurant, that, not, not to be a politician about, but there are so many and sure. it's like, well, what part of town are you talking about? I mean, in Prescott, I really do. I really love Bill's Pizza. Okay. Um, in well, we were just we were just in Sedona for the International Film Festival there, and we found this beautiful, amazing boutique called Urban Gypsy. Um, that was fantastic. The price points were great. The service was wonderful. The owners were great. I, I was a big, big fan. I walked out with a big bag of <laughs> Urban Gypsy, um, and I think. For a restaurant, I can't say enough good things about the Deuce downtown. I love the um, Deuce. I mean, we we went to the Deuce really early on. I was there when it first opened, um, before the restaurant even went in, when they opened the clothing line there. But it's a, a combination of restaurant, bar, um, boutique, clothing boutique with antiques and home goods. It's and just a professional boxing ring. Yeah, a professional boxing ring. A soda fountain and a... a, a a pie stand. It's called the pie hole. And they've got, <laughs> they've got old high school bleachers and a big screen. So you can bring your kids down when the sons are playing or when the diamondbacks are playing and you can get them a soda and sit on these old high school bleachers and watch the game in the middle of this huge warehouse downtown that if you didn't know it was there, you would drive past it and never blink your eyes. And in addition to that, it's a sustainable building. It's a sustainable project. They only bring in anything that, su that supports their sustainable mission. Okay, so I mean, that th those are all great recommendations, and, and that's exactly what I was chasing, right? I mean, I didn't mean to give you an like an open ended question that you guys felt like you couldn't appropriately answer. We can keep going. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I have no doubt you guys have the capacity <laughs> to. Yeah, you. exactly. You know, when we started Local Lily, all of a sudden our phones started ringing off the hook because. Our, our personal, like our, our immediate friends knew that we knew great places, but now more random people are calling and <laughs> saying, my in-laws are coming in from out of town, where can I take them for great Italian food or, you know, this sort of thing. So check the site because I can't. www.localily.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, that's that. Those are the kinds of positive problems that that you know, especially a lot of early businesses don't get the opportunity to have. Um, and and I definitely frame those as being positive problems for some of the early stage businesses that I've advised. When you have people who are banging down your personal cell phone or banging down your personal email address, it means you're providing a service or a product that really is hitting a sweet spot for folks. Everybody, so, everybody loves Lily. Hey. It, there's a reason why I turned around as quickly as I could and got you guys in as early as I could in this recording cycle, specifically because I think that you guys are doing something that's really interesting. And even though I'm no longer a member of the Arizona community and likely won't be anytime soon, <laughs> I think this idea is going somewhere. And I want to be uh, I want to be known as one of the first people to sit there and kind of like broadcast this out as much as it, that, that strokes my own ego as much as it helps you guys. So, you know. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys Very for coming sweet. on. But, you know, I always love to finish off my interviews with this great question, which I never preface any of my guests for, and I didn't preface you guys at all, <laughs> which is why it's fun. The question is, who are some of the people who you guys follow on Twitter whose content you guys absolutely love? I love Joe Johnston. Okay. His, his tweets are, they're funny and they're poignant. Um... 
I'm 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 a big Howard Stern fan. I like following Howard Stern. There's a couple of comedians. Um, Chelsea Handler, I think, what is about really funny. Biz Nasty. Oh, Biz Nasty, who is Paul Bissonette. He's a hockey player with the um, the Coyotes, and he is he's out and about, and he is not shy. Um, he, he needs to mark. He, he has an explicit <laughs> on his tweets, but they're really funny. Um, he's great to follow. Um, um, Christina Bruder with the she's a food writer. Mm. She's fantastic. Um, we again, I keep going. No, 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 no. I just, I, I, just I, I love to get you know a couple of new people every time, right? Kate Parkman. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you know, but this, the, the entire idea of the show is to to get my network to expand so that I can introduce more people to the people I already know, right? And to remove me as being that bottleneck. And so that's that's where for me this gets really interesting because every time I do one of these episodes. You guys have a have a wider network than mine is, and it may be different because you know we we appreciate different things, and and you sure. want to communicate with different people, and that's where me asking that question is so critical because now it's okay. Hey, I've got you know these five people, two of whom I already follow, that I can go out and actually you know go follow, see who they are, try and interact with, see how that goes, and 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 have fun with that. And I hope that my followers are doing the same thing on every episode. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. And that concludes my interview with Brandy and Beth. I hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit about them and their company, Local Lily. If you're in the Arizona area, please, by all means, head on over to their blog at locallily.com. Also, follow them up on Twitter. That's at Local Lily. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the show. I really appreciate it and hope to see you back next Thursday.